Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the USC Football Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, Los Angeles' number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? Hello everyone, I'm Nara Wang and along with Scott Felix, we're going to bring you a weekly show that's all about the USC Trojans football team. That's right Nara, our goal is to be entertaining and informational, but most of all entertaining and give you a fresh outside of the box perspective that you won't find anywhere else. And also, where to find us, uh, if you enjoy our show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts, and that is B-L-E-A-V Podcasts. And I'll also find us on our social media accounts, at Nara Wang Sports on Twitter and at Scott Star Felix on Twitter as well. And since this is our very first show, we got to begin by introducing ourselves. We're both USC alums who attended school on scholarship. Mine was an academic scholarship to study broadcast journalism. What was yours again, Scott? I think it was an academic scholarship, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, no, 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 no. Actually, it was a athletic scholarship because I played football for USC. I correctly remember now. Yes, athletic scholarship. That's right. Scott Felix was a linebacker for SC from 2012 to 2015. Had some pretty big games out there. I'm sure we'll delve into that as the show progresses. Get some of your great stories from your time playing here at USC. And let's get right into it we have to talk about unfortunately the 2018 season USC going five and seven very disappointing a lot of errors a lot of undisciplined play and obviously coming off of two successful seasons before that it was maybe a shock to a lot of SC fans but Clay Helton is firmly on the hot seat because of it let's talk about what happened last season that led to a five and seven season Scott There's many things to talk about with the last season of USC football. Overall, I think that Coach Helton is doing a great job in terms of reestablishing the culture of the team and getting a new set of team chemistry in there, getting a new set of culture. It's going to help the team overall compared to last year because I'll tell you what, I went to the first game of last year. I went to UNLV, sat in the stands, not my most favorite place to watch a USC football game, but I did. And I was sitting there watching it and within, I could tell you what, within the first few drives, watching not only the game, but the sideline, I could, within a, a few seconds, I knew immediately that... There was something off with this team. There was no excitement on the sidelines. There wasn't no enthusiasm for the people that were playing on the field. It's a party when you're playing in the Coliseum. It's a privilege to be able to be in front of all those people. So when you have that opportunity to go out there and showcase your talent, showcase your passion with your team, there should be no question of how bad you want to be out there and how bad you want to perform. Because as you tackle somebody, as you score a touchdown, as you make a big time block, you look to the crowd, you look to your teammates, and you're celebrating with everyone. And that crowd in that Coliseum is with you in that play. But you didn't really see none of that against UNLV. And from the jump, it rubbed me wrong. I got a little nervous about it. I didn't want to jump to any conclusions. But culture, enthusiasm, there's a lot of things blatantly out 
on that first game. And then I was at the game in Austin against the University of Texas where they jump out to a good start. Looks like they're playing well. Big national TV audience. Everyone's hyped up. And then all of a sudden, especially in that second half, things turn completely and Texas blows the doors off of USC. We saw that in a lot of games, it seems. Second half, USC coming out flat. What do you think was wrong? There's been a constant theme over the past few years, and I don't know whether it's with players, whether it's with coaching, it's probably on both sides. There's a lack of urgency from the players. There's a lack of coaching adjustments from the coaches. Either way, when you look at many games, there will be a very few amount of games if you go back and look at our games over the last four or five years where you say, has USC played a absolutely complete football game on all ends? Not many teams have, but when you have the talent that USC does, when you have the expectations that we do, you expect that. So when you go and you play a team that, quite frankly, we have a lot of history with, with Texas, don't need to really mention too much <laughs> yeah. without us crying right now, <laughs> right. but you know we have a lot of things on the line with that game. If we come out hot in the first half, unfortunately, with knowing our history in recent games, recent big games, we're going to take our foot off the gas pedal a little bit, unfortunately. Whether it's with enthusiasm, whether it's with the urgency, whether it's with playmaking, or with coaches there's always something lacking in either the first half of the game or the second half of the game and you saw that with Texas and of course USC still managed to win some games that people expect them to win some of the losses though Arizona State and then finishing off with horrible games against Cal and UCLA and Notre Dame I mean a really rough way to end the season, you didn't even get to go to a bowl game. You have a losing record for the first time since 2000. And obviously the mindset of the team, we saw some people who went into the transfer portal. Some of them came back. How do you think that plays into Clay Helton being on the hot seat? I think that's the biggest story that probably has come into this season following USC. They're talking about it nationally. Clay Helton, the hottest of hot seats. And then you have this tough schedule to begin the season. Talk a little bit more about Clay and how he can deal with all of this pressure. I'll tell you what, from somebody who has played with Coach Helton and that has known many people that have played and are currently playing with him, there's a lot of faith with Clay. He's a guy that you want to run through a brick wall with. He knows what he's talking about. He shows up every single day on time, early, ready to rock and roll, and that starts from the top down with your culture. Obviously, there was a multitude of issues last year that, quite frankly, I don't know if it starts with Coach Helton from the top last year. There's a lot of things that happened that seemed like it was out of his control because you can come up with the best game plan of your entire career, and if your players are not out there with enough enthusiasm, with not enough savagery, as we would like to call it as players, it's not going to correlate. It's not going to translate to the game. So I think that with Coach Helton, I think that he has a plan as a former player, as a fan of USC, first and foremost. I have faith in Coach Helton. I think that he is a guy that shows up and sets the tone from the get-go. I think that what not many people are able to actually remember is that just a few years ago, the guy won a Rose Bowl. He brought our program from being out of sanctions and going through a multitude of coaching changes, having our program never being on a steady ground, you could say. And then in all of that, he brings us a Rose Bowl and gets us our return to glory. And the way that I like to see that is that just getting off the sidetrack a little bit with 
that Rose Bowl, that was the culmination of all those players, all of those recruiting classes that came during those sanction years. We only had 15 recruited players in those classes. And so those players, the Devon Kennards, the TJ McDonald's, the Hayes Pillards, the Leonard Williams, the J.R. Tavais, the Sua Cravens, all those people, they held that group together and they brought a program that was quite frankly uh, given a death sentence in a way you could say. And they kept us relevant. They kept us moving. They kept us important in college football and they kept the fans excited about what was going on. And we had great games. We had meaningful seasons and all of that work, that tradition is passed down from Coach Carroll all the way down to Coach Kiffin, all the way down to Coach O, all the way down to Coach Helton and Sark as well. That 2016 season, you saw the culmination of all of that work from all of those players that have left SC, left their fingerprints on that season. And all those players went out there and they went out there and they did what everybody wants us to do, which is either win a Rose Bowl or win a national championship. So when I think that people are quick to judge Coach Helton, I think that we need to take a step back and look at all the things that this guy has brought us and also be able to give him a little bit of faith because with the preparation that we've had this season, it's been very quiet compared to last few seasons. There's always something going on, always a little bit of drama. This season, I haven't heard anything. You could either be nervous, you could either be excited. I'm on the excited side. I think that we are going to shock a lot of people. I think that Coach Helton has a plan, and I'm really, really, really excited to see them go out there and start playing. And one of the guys who should be a big part of that, Christian Rector, I was able to catch up with him a few weeks ago at Pac-12 Media Day. Here's what he had to say about last season. I just don't think we, we finished plays um, that we should have. Um, missed tackles, um, undisciplined. It's a very humbling experience to go 5-7. and seven. That's just not what we're accustomed to. That's not... That's not, that's not what USC expects. That's not what the fans expect. And that's not what we expected as, as players. You know, you work so hard during the offseason, and then to have that result, it's it's very humbling. Um, yeah, to not make a bowl game, that hurts, especially when you, you have been to big bowl games. You've been to the Rose Bowl, you've been to the Cotton Bowl, and then there you are sitting in holiday season you know, with your family. You're kind of depressed. Christian's talking about he's answering for things that happened last year, breakdowns and the result of last year and the possibility of what can be this season. And with last year, I mean, he's answering it how you got to in terms of taking on that responsibility as our new leader on defense. He's our oldest guy. He's the guy that has proven himself time in and time out. One of his most awesome moments is getting that strip fumble on against Texas and then he puts the horns down that's stuff that is that births leaders for our program especially on defense because people on playing defense are a little bit wacky you would know yes I would I, I was one of the wackiest of them all so I appreciate the wackiness you could say but what he's talking about is everything that he's supposed to be saying you're taught how to speak you're taught how to answer the media but at the same time though you listen to what he's really saying and he's saying all the right things he's doing a great job my guy christian you already know me i know you you're doing an awesome job but there is a certain level of what it comes down to people ask what happened last season what's going to be the difference this season all these different changes happening coach double a coming in as strength coach all these different segments that we have in practice in the weight room. The biggest thing is how bad do you want it? Other teams come into USC. They play us in the Coliseum. We go play them on the road. That is their Super Bowl of the season. Everybody wants to go to USC. Everybody wants to avenge their lost scholarship, you could say, by not getting recruited to USC. So everybody has that circled on their calendar. It's a matter of us showing up and showing why those players got recruited to USC. 
I understand what Christian's saying, but at the same time, it's simple. If I'm being asked that at media day, we just got to come out and perform the way that we know that we can and play our game and listen to what our coaches have for our game plan. And we're going to go out there and we're going to handle business no matter what happens. It may be a win, maybe an ugly win, maybe a loss, but we're going to, we're going to go out there and we're going to handle our business more or less. Yeah, you brought it up. We're going to get to it. Some of the off-season changes because of what happened with last year's disappointing 5-7 and seven season. But just a reminder, of course, I'm Nara Wang. He's Scott Felix. We're here doing the USC Football Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the only place in L.A. where you got a show for all the teams. You can follow them all because we believe in our teams. We're asking if you believe. And, of course, we are two Trojan believers. And it's hard to say that last year it was anything other than than something that you want to just put into that drawer and you never want to see it again. So obviously some heads rolled. We have some new coaches in this year. Graham Harrell being the most prominent one, of course, taking over as the offensive coordinator and QB's coach. T. Martin has departed and Graham Harrell brings in the air raid offense. He played for Mike Leach, the Washington State coach, when they were both at Texas Tech. He was an NCAA record-setting quarterback at Texas Tech, and so he brings his version coming from North Texas, where he's had two top 20 offenses the last couple years down there in the University of North Texas. But one of the other guys that you feel is going to have a huge impact is our new and old strength and conditioning coach, Aaron Osmus. Yes, 100%. He fits, I would say, he's more in line with what Coach Helton wants to do. He wants to be dominant in the trenches. He wants to set the tempo with our big men. He wants them to be mean. He wants them to be nasty so that if we want to, we can run the ball three straight times and we're going to have a first down and you can't stop us. That's what Coach Helton wants to do. And then, oh, hey, we also have a new air raid offense that's happening, so that's double duty. Coach Double A is phenomenal in terms of setting up what I think this team needed based off of last year's performance. They need discipline. They need accountability. They need a little bit of fire under their butts to be able to know that my spot's not safe. I have all this glamour, all this hype, all this social media following going to USC. It's cool. It's awesome. But then you go out there and then you get smacked by people that are more hungry than you, quite frankly. And then you go back and you're like, wow, where are we at as a program? Where where are we at as players? What tempo are we setting out there by just setting out our posts on social media? Double A does not care about any of that. He's going to have you go up and he's going to have you go into your squat rack and he's going to have you sit there and do every single rep. It's going to be something that changes the program. It's going to be something that brings a new level of attention to detail that we haven't seen in recent years, 100%. And we are looking forward to seeing how that goes. And among former players like yourselves, was that the biggest thing that you felt was going to help change the culture? I mean, you talk to you talk to guys that have been played uh, the last few years, either guys that are in the NFL, guys that are out of it. We all talk, we all communicate, we all sit there and want to want to know what's going on with the program. All of us hear that Double A is coming back at a certain point. We're all excited about it because we know that Double A's his routines are very challenging. Your accountability factor is through the roof. If you miss a class, guess what? You're up at 5 a.m. on a Tuesday morning when you have practice at 8 a.m. because you have to condition for missing your class. Good luck missing class the rest of the season. So he's going to set the tempo, and a lot of people are really excited about that because some of our most challenging days, our most difficult times at USC 
weren't on the practice field. They weren't during games. They weren't at any other time other than during summer conditioning when we're sitting there looking at Double A, who is a human Hulk, and he's just sitting there staring at you at 4 a.m. ready to rock and roll, and you're just like, dang. (laughs) You're like, I need to get my mind right. The man did win an NCAA shot put title when he was going to the University of Tennessee. So you have to respect a guy like that when he's telling you to get your butt in shape. Oh, yeah. He'll smack your head all the way to, to UCLA, man. You don't want to be over there. We are hoping you are enjoying us right now. And if you are, be sure to subscribe and rate our show on iTunes. And we're available wherever you can find these podcasts. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Or go to Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. And on social media, at Believe Podcasts. And, of course, you can reach out to us on our social media as well. We're both on Twitter. Mine is at Nara Wang Sports. That's N-A-R-A-W-E-N-G Sports. And he's at Scott Star Felix on Twitter. So now we got to look forward. We've talked about the past. Let's look forward now to this 2019 season. Excitement on your end. I think I'm very eager to see what this new air raid offense can bring. And let's begin by talking about the guy who's going to be helming that air raid offense. He's been named the starter again, sophomore JT Daniels. Let's face it, as a true freshman, he had some bad struggles. I thought that a lot of his footwork was not very good. I was there at the fall showcase a couple Saturdays ago, and he looks better. Now, of course, you expect him to look better. But I think a lot of the guys are talking about how this air raid offense is a lot simpler and they're able to keep the tempo up. And we hope that that's going to benefit a guy like JT who has a lot of talent. Yeah. I think that it gives consistency to the play calling. I think it gives a consistency to what your aim is as an offense. If our thing is, hey, we're going to run the ball 200 times a game with Stanford, we know what what our game is. We know what we're going to get after. But when you have a guy who comes in and is going to like, okay, JT, we're going to throw the ball a lot. And watching games last year, there would be many times where he didn't really know what to do. And all he would do is just throw the ball up on a fly route. Sometimes it worked. Sometimes it didn't. Most times it didn't. But you know what? There's a certain level of happiness that you see from a fan where, because we've had quarterbacks in the past that were very scared of doing that, where they just threw check downs all the day. JT, he'll take chances. That's kind of what you want in a quarterback. You like the Brett Favre's. You like the Patrick Mahomes. You want to see those guys take those chances and make exciting plays. Sam did that all the time in different ways. So I think that it's going to benefit him a lot. It's going to give him more comfortability in terms of knowing that, hey, this is my offense. This is what our principle is. We're going to throw the ball a lot. When we need to run, we're going to punch you in the mouth, and there's nothing you can do to stop it. So I think that's going to give him a newfound confidence. And I think in as long as he comes out this year ready to prove something instead of something like, I'm the starting quarterback, I don't have anything to prove type thing. I think that he does. I think that he hears all the people talking. He hears all of that chatter and he's going to go out there and he's going to prove what his worth is as a player. And not only as that, but as a leader as well to this team. And a big part of that, like you're talking about, I think he feels challenged because guess what? The guy who was named the backup quarterback, true freshman Keaton Slovis out of Scottsdale, Arizona. He was coached up in high school by Hall of Famer. Kurt Warner, and he comes in and as a true freshman takes the backup job. And frankly, Graham Harrell was more effusive in his praise of him. Talk about the talent that Slovis has. And again, listen, JT Daniels, it's his job, but I think the coaches are setting a little bit of a hey. Oh, yeah. You're always competing, no matter who's behind you. Mm hmm. 
There's no coincidence there, and I'm glad that you see that. I'm sure that many other people see it as well. There's no coincidence there. If there's one thing that is very consistent with USC, it is that your spot is never safe. does not matter if you were an All-American last year. does not matter if you had a great game last week. Your spot is never safe. So just as Coach Helton is on that hot seat, and as well as I think Coach Helton will perform this year, so is JT in that hot seat. He knows that that pressure's there. He has a hungry freshman who has never seen a game yet, who is eager to get out there and be like, this is my team. I want to go out there and I want to prove myself. And JT's like, no, 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 no. This is my thing, young buck. So it's going to be really interesting to see the dynamic of how that plays out. And I'm sure that both guys will be team first players. And What's going to help, no matter who the quarterback is, is that USC has some of the best wide receivers in the nation. Maybe one of the best wide receiving cores that SC's ever had. And we've had some great wide receivers come through the University of Southern California. And at Pac-12 Media Day, the offensive representative was Michael Pittman Jr. Here's what he had to say. I think that we have the best guys. um, And I'm confident that we can play with anybody else um, and I feel like the only reason that we might not be up with like the other teams like Clemson and Bama is because we didn't have a good season last year but if we have a good season last year like I think that we're right there with them if not over them so I'm always confident like in our guys and what we can do but um, I'm not trying to take anything from them because obviously like they're a great team national championship every year but uh, I think that we're the best. Once again, I think that Michael Pittman Jr. is saying the right things as Christian did. We have a great publicity team out over there at USC. Shout out to Tim Tesalone and Katie Ryan. They are amazing. Best in the business. I love you guys. They're saying all the right things. They know what they're doing. Again, I'm happy as alumni, as a fan, I'm happy that Michael says, I think we're the best in the country. You should have that thought. You should believe that because at USC, that is what our standard is. That is what our expectation is, especially at the wide receiver position. But overall, though, if I'm looking back at last year, not even off of sheer numbers, let's throw numbers out of the equation because we all know what those equate to. You aren't the best in terms of numbers. If I'm sitting there and I'm watching the game silently with no commentary and I'm looking at effort, I'm looking at hustle, I'm looking at how bad do you want it? I will not say that that is our best era of wide receivers right now. And it's not out of disrespect. It's a matter of what USC stands for. It's about go out on a Howard Jones field, practice your butt off, go into the Coliseum, go out there and make a name for yourself. And as you do that week in, week out, we're going to sit back and we're going to say, you know what? This is the best USC receiving team of all time. This is this. This is that. That's what Juju did. That's what... Marquise did. That's what Woody did. That's what all these great receivers of past did. They show up on Howard Jones. They have a chip on their shoulder. If you go and watch Juju play, that guy would block anybody in the stadium. It does not matter if his mom was trying to tackle Cody Kessler or anybody else. He would go block his mom. That's the kind of level that you need for this receiving core. Because when I go and watch Bama, when I go and watch Clemson, those guys are dogs. They want that ball in their hands because they know that not only is that going to better their team, that's going to get dollars in their pocket for the NFL. And that is what this team needs. They need to have that level of juice, that level of want to where it's like, give me the rock. I'm going to go push everybody out of the way because I'm going to score and I'm going to get our team a W. And that's what our team needs. And I think that in terms of talent, 100%, we are right there. But in terms of want, we need to see that from the very first snap of the season. 
And let's talk about real quickly, offensive line was not great last year, but you have some guys who are back, they're talented, and so far the coaches have seemed to be really happy with how they're progressing. One of the things I did notice, for sure, at that scrimmage, Brett Nealon, his snaps, a lot better than what we saw last year. Yeah, 100%. I mean, the kid's improved. Um, You know, I'm excited about it. I think, again, that correlates directly to double-A. Uh, one thing that I think that a lot of people don't realize is that, you know, we all look at Coach Helton. Coach Helton's on the hot seat. This, that, this, that. All these head coaches are on the hot seat. One thing that we really don't realize is that the coaches, the head coaches, are not touching the team in the offseason for the most part. The strength coaches. That is, the strength coach is the head coach of that team in the offseason. And they set the culture. They set the tempo of everything. And you see that with what AA is doing right now with that kid. And that's my main thing in this upcoming game against Fresno State. I think that I am most interested in seeing how our trench players play. If they go out there and they play bully ball with these guys, I am excited for this season. But if we come out there and we play timid, play pillow fights, I'm a little worried. And of course, in the air raid, you're expecting a lot of throws, but USC is still going to have to run the ball some. And we've got returning guys, Vavai Malapai, Stephen Carr, and then Marquis Stepp trying to make something happen. Keenan Kristen, the freshman out of San Diego. I don't know how much he's going to play, but USC has a pretty good track record of running backs who came out of San Diego, Marcus mm-hmm. Allen and Reggie Bush. So I think people are excited about him. But do you think we're going to get these guys into any kind of rhythm running the ball in this air raid we have to if we don't it's going to be choppy it's going to be predictable it's going to be things that we've seen in the past you can't run the ball you're one-dimensional if that does happen we are doomed especially against a team like fresno state all respect to fresno but pac-12 they know us a little bit more and they see us every single year if that is the case we're in trouble but if we're able to set up that tempo with the run game and establish establish your manhood establish your grit as a team how bad you want it that's what i'm harping on this whole episode is how bad do you want it you see it with the linemen you see it with the o-line you see it with the d-line if we can set that tempo and give that little run game if we're able to i'm telling you right now if we're able to get four yards on first down at a run it's going to be good it's going to be good but if we're getting one and a half two i don't know guys i don't know All right, let's flip it over to the defensive side of the ball. I know you're eagerly awaiting this. Yeah. It's about time, right? There we go. All right, so we have some experience on the defensive line, especially led by a guy we've talked about already, Christian Rector, and D-tackle Jay Tufele. But the guys behind them, the linebacking core, the defensive backs, a lot of inexperience. Cameron Smith, he's gone. Biggie Marshall, for better or for worse, he's gone. So... How do you think this defense is going to run with an experienced D-line, but a lot of talent and inexperience behind them? Well, I'll tell you what. Trenches set the tempo. O-line, D-line, they're the ones that are going to set the tempo from the get-go. We're going to be able to see Christian. We're going to see him coming off the ball, leading the team how he should. We have a lot of linebackers that are, quite frankly, really exciting, man. They fly to the ball. They have a lot of enthusiasm. They have that juice that you want to see from a USC linebacker. When you're sitting at home and you watch them make a tackle, you see them get up, act a little crazy. That's what I want to see. That's what I'm sure a lot of people that love football want to see as well, especially for fans 
times at USC. Our linebacker, uh, Palaie, I hope I'm saying his name right. I don't even want to attempt to spell or to, to pronounce his last name. I, res- I respect the poly culture, my brother. I don't want to disrespect your family or your culture, so I'm going to leave it at that because I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm going to go talk to you one-on-one and see how I say that the right way. But I appreciate your game, my brother. That's the thing is that you see him, number one, as a linebacker, holy smokes. A dude who wears number one at USC, that's unheard of, let's be frank. So when I see that off the field, watching in the stands, holy smokes. And then you see him the way that he plays. Quite frankly, it's intoxicating the way that he plays. It makes you fired up. It makes you excited. It makes you want to keep watching him. When you have a player that makes plays consistently and your eyes keep finding him pre-snap to see how he plays the entire snap, that's a guy that you want to keep an eye on for the rest of the season. And that's what happened last year. The guy's a freshman and he's making plays like that. Quite frankly, the dude's a big guy. He's a grinder, as uh, Mr. John Gruden would say. You know, he's a, he's a Gruden grinder. So... I'm excited about him. I think that he is going to have a huge season. I think that with the strength that our front seven plays with, that's going to trickle down into our DBs and our safeties, all them being able to play off of that. They are young, but at the same time, we're USC. We're very talented. We're some great athletes. We have a great coach, and we have a great scheme. And we have a new culture that is something that we're harping on that we take pride on right now. So it's going to be interesting to see how that trickles down from the front seven all the way down to the back end. Yeah, and don't sleep on this secondary. I know they're young, but we've got guys like Isaiah Polamau, Talanoa Hufanga, Chase Williams, Greg Johnson. Yeah, you haven't heard of these guys. You haven't seen them get to play a lot, but they are talented. I think the coaches are excited. I think they know the talents there. They just want to see how they do in the real game situations. And again, we've got the son of Warren G, Elijah Griffin. Yeah. Ready to regulate. That's what I'm talking about, man. One of the scariest things as, uh, as a fan that you can look at or as an opposing team is a team that doesn't have the highest expectations, especially on defense. Because I'll tell you what. Those guys that play on defense, that starting 11, those players that are going to go in and swap during the game, those guys are going to be hungry. They're going to be hungry, and they're going to go in there, and they got something to prove, and they got a chip on their shoulder. And when you have people that have their backs against the wall, especially on defense, that's something to watch out for, man. I'm telling you, I'm watching it. I'm calling it. If our defense is flying to the ball and playing with enthusiasm that bleeds into the offense and makes you excited as a fan in there, that is something that is going to carry through the entire season because defense sets the tempo. I don't care what anybody else says. Defense is what sets the tempo. That's what wins you rings. It gets you championships. Our defense is something that we're going to have to rely on throughout the entire season. That is Scott Felix, former USC linebacker. I'm Nara Wang. You're listening to the USC Football Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, Los Angeles' number one sports podcast network, the only place with the show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? And of course, if you like us, and you enjoy what we're talking about, please subscribe and rate our show on iTunes. And we're available wherever you can find podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And go to the website, Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. Or on social media, at Believe Podcasts. And you can find me on Twitter at Nara Wang Sports, N-A-R-A-W-E-N-G Sports. And where we find you, Scott? Scott Star Felix on Twitter. Thank you. And that's star with two R's, correct? Oh, yeah. With two R's. Two R's. R squared. So, 
We've talked about our outlook on both sides of the ball. Let's go to talk about the specific matchup we have. Week one, it is the Fresno State Bulldogs coming into the Coliseum for the first time since, oh, that's right, since you were a player back in 2014. That was a big win, if I recall. Oh, the golden days. And... You actually played them twice because we had back-to-back games because we oh, played yeah. them in the Las Vegas Bowl mm-hmm. in 2013, two wins. So we haven't played Fresno State a lot over the years, but Fresno State has this chip on their shoulder about USC. They want to represent the Central Valley. They had that huge upset. We never hear the end of it from Fresno State fans. The 1992 Freedom Bowl where Trent Dilfer Oof. and Lorenzo Neal came and took out the heart of USC And then since then, we had a game that was apparently doesn't exist, according to the records, where Reggie Bush went crazy. But we can't really talk about that because I guess that game didn't exist. But the next two games, USC did win. We can talk about that. You played in both of those games. You know about this Fresno State culture and what they bring. And yes, USC has more talent. We know that. But don't expect Fresno State to just roll over. Oh, no, no, no. couple things. Fresno State fans, if you're still proud about that 92 win, move on, my man. Move on. You got to look at what's going on now. And another thing, too, with the Reggie Bush game, it did happen. We ran all over you guys. That's the true Heisman winner. I'll say it. We are all we all came here to play with Reggie Bush and play after him, so there ain't no question about that. And then, hashtag free Reggie Bush. Yes, thank you. Free the man. Give him back his Heisman trophy, dang it. Fresno State, man, there's no issues with them. They're dogs. They come to play. They have a chip on their shoulder, and that's something that you want. You want to play against those guys. I don't want to play against no pillow. You know, I don't want to play against those like soft guys like that. I want to play against the people that are going to bring the best out of me, make me play better. Fresno State, they're they're tough guys. They're going to come in there. They're going to implement their game plan. They have a chip on their shoulder because, quite frankly, they would like to be at USC. So we have to be ready for that. And with with the games that we played against them, we you know we had Derek Carr going against us. We had a, a lot of really talented receivers, um, you know. So going against us, uh, I mean, and they 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 get after you. They're gonna give you their best shot. But as long as you weather the storm, you implement your dominance, and we stay disciplined, we stay consistent, we implement our game plan and play our game, and not play the uh, redemption ball that they want to play. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Yeah, head coach, of course, of Fresno State is a guy very familiar with USC. That's Jeff Tedford, former Cal coach. He came into a program that was 1-11 in in 2016. He's turned it around. He won 10 games in 2017, and he won a school record 12 games last year. But a lot of guys from last year's team have moved on. Only 12 starters return. And on the offensive side, they had pretty good quarterback in Marcus McMarion, kind of a local legend in that area. And now he's being replaced by a guy most people don't know a lot about. Kid out of Downey, went to Pasadena High School, went to West LA College, guy named Jorge Reyna. So not a lot of film on this guy. What is the difficulty when you're going against a guy that there's not a lot of film on? Well, you got to go back in the archives. You got to go look and see what he did at other schools. And I guarantee you that's what the coaches are going to do. We've had that kind of situation come up in uh, in previous years where there's uh, players that we don't really know what they're going to do. They haven't been in games, so we don't have any film on them. They go all the way back to peewee football. They're going to go look at what this guy does. They're going to look at his tendencies, and we're going to know. I guarantee you that those guys already know every tendency that that guy has right now, uh, for our defense at least. So they're going to know exactly what it is. It's going to be a matter of... Do we take these guys lightly? 
Do we think that we're better than them because we're USC, we're in the Coliseum, and do we go in there and we play like we're going to win no matter what? Because I'll tell you what, and Coach Helton would be the first guy preaching this from the jump of last of, of this week. If we go in there and we play that way, they will beat us. They will upset us in the Coliseum, and we will start this season 0-1, and it will be a terrible start to this season with what happened with last year that we all want to forget about. So it's literally our game. If we want to play to, to down to Fresno State, with all due respect to Fresno State, then you know what? We're probably going to know what's going to happen because Fresno State is going to come to play and they're going to bring their A game. And that should excite us. That should make us excited and should make us happy. We have, we, we've been in camp for the past month. We've been training in summer looking at Double A, who is not the most pleasing sight of all people. But he's in there and he's screaming at you and he's getting you better. And you want to go out there and you want to go smash somebody on the field who is not your teammate. So we should be oozing out of the mouth ready to go get these guys at Fresno State. And if that is not apparent from the first snap, not just not the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, from kickoff, from the first snap all the way to the end, then we got issues. But I'll tell you what, I'm optimistic. I think that we got this. I'm excited about this season, and I think that we're going to shock a lot of people. There are just a couple factoids to let you know about that you might find interesting. Jeff Tedford in his career against USC, obviously at Cal, 0-6 at the Coliseum. Never won in the Coliseum. And right now, the Mountain West Conference, and again, we are taping this on a Thursday night, the Mountain West Conference has a five-game winning streak against Pac-12 schools. That's not good for the Pac-12. USC has to show that that's going to stop. And so they either keep the Jeff Tedford winless streak going or we get embarrassed by another Mountain West school and the Pac-12 looks bad again. Can't Don't happen. want that. Can't happen. Don't want that. All right. So now let's get to the fun part here of our show where we can either look like Nostradamus or we can look very silly. It's kind of the prediction segment of the show, if you will. But we're going to try and come up with some cute little names if you want to take it that way. We just think it's fun and light, and that's what we want to do. We have a fun, light show where we're going to entertain and inform you about USC football. So let us begin with, it's not a players to watch. It's the players we believe in for this week. You see what I did there? Now that's hot. You see what I did there? All right. So tell me, Scott, who is the player you believe in against Fresno State? Okay, I'm going to go a little bit outside the box in our first thing because that's our philosophy for this show. I'm going with our front seven on defense. I think that they're going to get after Fresno State. I think that they're going to lock down the run. I would be very, very, very surprised if we allow over 90 rush yards for this entire game. And I'm calling that as a bold prediction. I don't think that they will. Um, I got faith in our guys up front. I think that they're going to set the tempo. I think that they are, they've been thinking about this game for the entire year, and I cannot wait to go see them play. All right. So my player that I believe in this week It's going to be a guy who's been featured on the show already, Michael Pittman Jr. If you don't know, his dad, who played in the NFL forever as a running back, he went to Fresno State. So if you don't think Michael Pittman Jr. is going to be fired up to play this game, you don't know the Pittmans. And I know his dad is going to be there, and he's going to root for USC. He's not going to root for his alma mater. He's going to root for his kid. I think Michael Pittman Jr. is going to have a big game in this new air raid offense. And I hope, I hope 
that he sees the end zone at least twice. But Ooh. that is my player that I believe okay. in for this week. Right. And again, I, I don't. We didn't really touch on it, and I don't think it's really fair. But another guy you want to keep an eye on, by the way, is our 27-year-old punter from Australia, Ben Griffiths. That kid has a booming leg. So yeah. just keep an eye on that. Well, let's hope he's not the MVP. But we hope he's not out there yeah. a lot. Yeah. All right, so now it's time to pick our score for the game. I'll start first, Scott. Please. I think it's going to be maybe closer than some people think or maybe right in that spread area. I'm going to go with USC 34, Fresno State 21. Oh, you dirty dog. I would say I think that's a, I think that's a damn good pick. Um, I would say just... You're a little close to my prediction, so I'm going to have to switch my thing up a little bit. I'll say Fresno State 17 and USC 31. All right. So you heard it here. I'm going 34-21. Scott's going 31-17 for the score. If you use that to make any kind of wagers, we are not responsible for any money that you may win or lose. We're not going to take the credit. We're not going to take the blame. I mean, if you win, throw some dough my way. I'll take it. I'm I mean, scared. we're not going to turn it. We're not going to turn it down if you want it. But we're not paying you for any debts. We don't believe in that. Of course, you gamble at your own risk. And now let's do this. We're going to have a little prediction segment here, where it's going to be a prop bet each week, where we're just going to pick the one thing that's not the score, it's not a player, it's just going to be one thing about this game that we think is going to guaranteed to happen but we've got a cool little name for it so let's begin with you it's gonna be scotty's sure thing you're damn right and i think that my sure thing is i'm gonna go with a little bit of comedy on this one unfortunately i think that (laughs) i think that our kickers will kick it out of bounds on one of our kickoffs Ooh. (laughs) i think I, i think that we'll be able to look at one of those and be like you know what not the best not the best. That is a very interesting prop bet. So Scotty's sure thing, the kickers, on a kickoff, at least once, kick it out of bounds. Okay. Yep. I, I, I'm willing to bet the house on that one. Okay. Probably not, but you know what? <laughs> we'll see. Whatever. So for me, it's going to be Nara's no doubter. Right. Nara's no doubter. That sounds sexy. My pick that's going to, for sure, it's going to guarantee to happen. All right. Okay? It won't. Or it will. Four sacks by the USC defense. Okay. Four sacks in the game by USC. What if I raised you and said six? Whoa. That's, that's a bold statement right there. I think, it's bold. Playing, I think it's playing it safe with saying four. I think it's playing it safe. I, four sacks is a lot of sacks based on what happened last year. But it's a new season. You're going with four? You're staying with I'm, four? I'm going to stick with four. Okay, all right, all right. If I they think get six sacks next this if week. If they get six sacks, you're going to be hailed as the new Nostradamus. It's gonna, my, my segment will be called Scotty's Sure Thing and Scotty's What, what Is Yours? Uh, what, no what Doubter. Is no, Scotty's no doubt. no doubter as well, so I'll take on you, both you're gonna segments. Take, you're going to take mine as well. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Let's just wait and see. So, again, <laughs> to recap, Scotty's saying, for sure, our kicker kicks one kickoff at least out of bounds. And Nara's no doubter is that the defense gets at least four sacks. Four. Four sacks. All right. Okay. There we go. All right. So that wraps up the 
very first USC football podcast. I'm looking forward to doing this to you every week here, Scott. Oh, yeah, man. We're going to get after it. We're going to bring a lot of players in uh, that, quite frankly, not many people have access to. Uh, what, is, what, is, what, is, what does Leonard Williams think of uh, Fresno State after he's watched this game? What does Antoine Woods think about this thing? What does Sue Cravens think about this? What does Juju think about this? You know, we're going to be able to bring those guys in here. We're going to sit down and talk with them and give them a little bit more comfortability that they wouldn't have on other shows. We're going to sit in here, we're going to talk with them a little bit about what they really think about these games, about what they think about the culture of what happens at USC right now, and also about their experience, because, I mean, who doesn't want to listen to that? Yes, and if you enjoy our show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can, of course, find us at our website, Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com, and on social media, at Believe podcasts and of course our personal social media accounts feel free to write us with your thoughts on the show if you have a questions that you want us to address after the game for next week's show hit us up on twitter i'm at nara wang sports n-a-r-a-w-e-n-g sports and scott where are you at i am at scott star felix and that is with two r's and two t's and scott just so you know ladies and gentlemen all right so for scott felix i'm nara wang Thanking you for joining us for, again, our inaugural USC football podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, Los Angeles' number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in L.A. and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.